This is Rhema for Today. He's not only the father of justice, he's the father of mercy. In fact, I don't even read where he said he's the father of justice. I know he is a God of justice, but he is the father of mercies. If he wasn't, there wouldn't be any of us here today. Thank God. But thank God, his mercy, now notice, it didn't say he's the father of mercy. That would be singular. Paul said he's the father of mercies. That's plural, isn't it? I said, isn't it? Now, you see, if he was just the father of one mercy, that is the mercy toward the center of forgiveness, then he would just be the father of mercy. But thank God he's the father of mercies. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching on God's Healing Mercies series on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. So we were driving one night to this revival meeting some distance away, and then, then again, it came in handy. I didn't have an automobile, and he owned one so we could go in his, you know. I did buy the gas. And so uh, he was telling me, because he, uh, in his depression days, and he had uh, ran a little business, and, and so uh, he was sort of what we call a lay preacher. He never did have, you know, just full-time ministry, but he'd fill in, you know, he'd sing mostly. But if some pastor, you know, happened to have to be gone or something, he'd fill in for him in a case of emergency. And some pastor had contacted him. He case of emergency had arisen, he's going to be gone. Would you, would you take care of my Wednesday night service? And so, yeah, he said, yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it. Well, in his place of business, uh, he didn't just operate eight hours. Back there in those depression days, boy, he was open nearly every hour. You could be open, get every nickel in you could, you know. And so then some other things had come up, and he was busy, you know, and didn't have time really to do a lot of praying, except just on the run and no studying at all. And so he, he's running late anyway, and he got in his car to rush to this place. And he had to go through two or three little old towns to get there, you know. And he's going along trying to meditate, you know, on Scripture. And didn't realize what he's doing. And in one of these small towns, they didn't have but two red lights in the whole town. He ran one of them. <laughs> and he said about that time, you know, he, he heard a siren, looked up, and there's a red, another red light flashing right behind him, you know. And so he pulled over. And the cop came up, you know, and said, you realize what you did? Not only run a red light, but you're doing 35 miles an hour in a 25-mile zone. Well, he said, I said, officer, if you say so, it must have been so. Because he said, I, I didn't even know there's a red light back there, a signal light, you know. He didn't even see it because his mind was on something else, you know. Well, he said, you did. He said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to give you a ticket for speeding. He said, it'll just, you know... It'd just be five dollars in those days, really. For, but for speeding, we'll just forget about that. The other, because said, and just he said, well, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to preach, and said I just simply uh, should have been about my business, but I'm just wrong. That's all there is to it. Just go ahead and write it out. So he wrote the ticket out. But something else, some other emergencies are written. In fact, in his business, uh, uh, for he's in the type of business where there's some machinery involved, and some of it broke down. And he spent every dollar he had to try to repair it, to keep things going, you know. And, and so he said, I just went before the judge because I didn't have a dime. I couldn't even pay a $5 ticket. Depression days, $5 is a pretty good size ticket. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Sure. Because I know some men that didn't make but 7 or 8 or $10 a week. That's their whole salary, you see. 
And so he said, I just went before the judge when they called my name. Well, you know, the judge said, well, how do you plead? He said, well, I said, sir, uh, I'm, I'm guilty. If this young man, and he was there, the cop was there, said so, we'll go. And said, I explained to him. And the judge said, well, that's no excuse. I mean, just because he's going to the service and so on and so forth. And he said, well, judge, he said, I'll tell you. Now, I don't have the money. I, I've, 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 every dime I've got is already spent. I don't have it. You could just have to put me in jail. That's all there is to it. Or they had what they called a county farm in those days. Sometimes they'd call it the pea patch. And you'd work your fine out, you know, on the county farm, you know. But he said, Judge, I'll tell you, he said, I, I didn't come here to plead for justice. I don't need that because if I get justice, I'm going to jail. <laughs> he said, I came here to plead for mercy. And he said, sir, I don't know whether you're a Christian or not. The judge said, well, yeah, I teach, I teach a Bible class in a certain church. Well, he said, then you ought to know the Bible. You remember in the Bible, the woman that's taken in adultery. And under the law, she's supposed to be stoned to death. And so they started to stone her and they asked Jesus about it. And he said, well, let him that's without sin cast the first stone. He stooped down and wrote something in the sand. When Jesus looked up, you know, everybody's gone. He said, woman, where are thine accusers? She said, I have none. He said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Now, he said, I did wrong, all right. But now, if you'll have mercy upon me, I promise you I won't do that anymore. I'll go and sin no more. And he said, that judge, the Bible, you know, Bible teacher, he said, you mean that story's in the Bible? See, a lot of times people study Sunday school literature and they don't know what's in the Bible. And so he said, yeah, he happened to have his testament. He said, yeah. So he just opened it and showed it to the judge. The judge read it, you know. He said, well, case dismissed. He said, I'm going to teach that to my Sunday school class next Sunday. <laughs> Hallelujah. But the thought is he needed mercy. He didn't need justice. He needed mercy. He's asking for mercy. Thank God God's the father of mercies. Isn't that good to know? He's not only the father of justice, he's the father of mercy. In fact, I don't even read where he said he's the father of justice. I know he is a God of justice, but he is the father of mercies. If he wasn't, there wouldn't be any of us here today. Thank God. But thank God, his mercy, now notice, it didn't say he's the father of mercy. That would be singular. Paul said he's the father of mercies. That's plural, isn't it? I said, isn't it? Now, you see, if he was just the father of one mercy, that is the mercy toward the center of forgiveness, then he would just be the father of mercy. But thank God he's the father of mercies. Hallelujah, isn't he? And he's in that mercy, there is healing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen. Well, now then we read another portion of scripture. And uh, let's notice this. In the fifth chapter of Mark's gospel, and I would encourage you to read the whole story. I'm not going to read verse 1 through 20 of the fifth chapter of Mark. I'm not going to read the whole story. I'm just going to call your attention to the fact that here Jesus had compassion on this man in the tombs that was possessed with the devil and had the legion who cut himself with stones, who broke the chains with which they had often tried to bind him, and who wandered out there uh, in the, among the tombs, crying out day and night and cutting himself with stones and so on. Jesus had compassion upon him and delivered him. 
The man's delivered, healed, clothed in his right mind. And he besought the Lord that he might remain with him. And in the 19th verse, it said, the fifth chapter of Mark, but Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, go home to thy friends and tell them. Tell them what? What great things the Lord has done for thee and hath had compassion. There's that word compassion again, on thee. And hath had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish it in Decapolis. How great thing Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel. Praise God forevermore. Now, you think about, because this man told about the compassion of Jesus. That's what Jesus told him to do. Tell what great things the Lord has done for thee and had had compassion on thee. I want you to notice the compassion, the mercy of the Lord in connection with healing. I want us to ask ourselves the question. You see, some people said, uh, well, now healing's not for us nowadays. Well, let's, let's put it another way. Is compassion for us? Is compassion for us? Is the Lord still compassionate or merciful? You see how we've been robbed of the blessings of God? Well, now, as a result of this man publishing or telling about the Lord's compassion, we read in Matthew 15, 30 through 31, and great multitudes. Now, I'll insert this. This is in Decapolis. You may not realize that without real close study of the word. But it is. Great multitudes in Decapolis. That's where he told him to tell it, to publish it in Decapolis. Came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet. And he healed them, insomuch that the multitudes wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to behold, the lame to walk, and the blind to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. Now all of that came about because of the testimony of this one man publishing, or telling in other words, about the Lord's compassion. Hallelujah to Jesus. Praise his holy name. Now then, let's look at another portion of scripture, and that's into Matthew, the ninth chapter. Here's another passage concerning the Lord's compassion. Matthew chapter 9, we'll start reading with verse 35. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then said he unto the disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth the labors into his harvest. Now going on to read into the 10th chapter of Matthew. And when he had called unto him the twelve, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. And as we read on, it said he's commanded them, saying, Go preach and heal the sick. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family 
by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer begins with the three CD series, Discovering Jesus by Kenneth Hagin. Next in this offer is a CD from Kenneth E. Hagin entitled, Christ the Deliverer. All this for the special price of $18. Call toll free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll free, 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. We have a special day coming up. Mm-hmm. It's called International Rhema Day, yes. Sunday, May the 3rd. Yes. And somebody said, well, what is International Rhema Day? Well, it's a day that we've set aside, and we've been doing this for several years now, where individuals, groups, and churches are invited to participate with Rhema for that one day with praying for Rhema. We have yes. 256 campuses in 51 nations and support Rama with a financial gift and then to tell others about Rama That's right. and, and get students here, people that you think that would benefit from coming to Rama. Yes. That's what International Rama Day is all about. If you want to know more about it, you can go to rama.org slash IRD yes. and find out all about it. But we would welcome you as an individual, as a group of people, or as a church to get involved with us on International Rhema Day, and I want to thank you ahead of time for doing that. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message on God's Healing Mercies series. That's tomorrow on Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.